0: Hi, I'm Steve Fortunato, founder of Shovel the Sidewalk. We're a marketing firm in Buffalo, New York. We help small businesses build brands and create their advertising. And we do that through storytelling. It's authentic storytelling. And um, it's, it's the best way, we believe, to connect people to brands and really the people behind the brand. Sidewalk Talk is an extension of that philosophy. On this podcast, we help share stories of influencers that have an affiliation with Western New York. Our goal is to simply help make connections. Today, we have on this episode Chris Miano, founder of Memory Fox. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for taking time out of your day to come. Awesome. To us.
1: Yeah, glad to be here.
0: Uh, so, I'll let you explain. And I'm, am I am I right or am I wrong? You have a mobile app that utilizes user generated content to capture and tell the story of community events. You're a storyteller. Yeah, great. That's absolutely the the bread
1: and butter of what we do is storytelling.
0: Okay, explain how this app works.
1: Yeah, Uh, great. So um, it is ultimately a content management system integrated with a mobile app that you can control through the content management system. So on that content management system, you can create call to actions that you want people to answer in your community. And people within the community have the app It's a no-download app, so it's basically just a website that you can custom brand. They go to that URL, they'll see the call to actions, and then they can respond to that through stories, through video and pictures, of basically of the mission in action. Um, Whatever that brand's mission is, and I think of... I mean, even the big brands like Nike and, and, and so forth—they would you did one for Red Bull, right, right—and right. they would all consider themselves probably mission-focused organizations. It's not just nonprofits, and so your mission in action is your best resource, and being able to share amazing user-generated content about that mission in action—I mean, there's nothing more valuable than that in terms of marketing these days.
0: So, uh, agreed. It's, uh, it, it's storytelling. Yeah, it's authentic right? it's all storytelling. storytelling. It's, so we're really connected. Our two mm-hmm. businesses are really connected in yeah. that manner. But so um, Jane Doe's having a huge event. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's a big community event. It's 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 in Buff- downtown Buffalo. Mm-hmm. They come to you. What are you supplying them? Help help me understand yeah. how this works. Great.
1: So for the event, um, a couple days before, uh, you go into the platform and you type in your. Uh, we have like a dashboard that you can go and it's nice and easy to use. Um, you go in, you create a new event, you know, you name it, and then you create uh, the call to actions that you want people to respond to during the event. For so example, if, yeah. So for it's a, if it's a nonprofit, um, you might say, "Tell us why um, it's important to donate to this organization," or "Tell us why it's important to volunteer to this this organization." Um, if it's like a fun corporate event, we've seen silly things like. Pretend you're interviewing a pelican. Um, tell us why, you know, act like Free Willy was one of them, which was super weird. Um, but like depending on the tone and the type of event and what you want to get out of it, um, you, can like, you can prompt people to get the content that you want. And it, then they, during the event, can respond to it and provide you with the content that you want. And then you can leverage it however you so, want. So
0: they're using their phone.
1: Yeah, and they just use their phone. So um, it could
0: be pictures, though. But it could, could be, be pictures. Video, right? Could be
1: video. We prefer video. And one of the biggest trends that we see right now is these this concept of like micro videos. And I think you kind of see it with like TikTok and Snapchat and things like that. Is like videos are getting shorter, and so a nice thirty second video. Um, that's all people really have the attention span for when they're you know sliding through Facebook and things like that these days. And so being able to capture these 30-second snippets from your community of, of your mission in action or at an event um, and then be able to like mash them up and create like a meta video that you can send to maybe your donors or you could share on social media to your customers. Um, you know, but like we are talking about, it's platform agnostic. Yeah. And so what's nice is, and one thing that we're very passionate about is like I'm kind of a tech nerd in some ways. But what seen behind the wall of like the way Facebook works and the way Snapchat works, like these organizations are like what I call a self licking ice cream cone. They exist to exist and to make money. They don't care about your story. They want to steal your story. I mean, they want to own your story, right? And so by having a safe, secure repository for your story, um, you know, Shifting that center of gravity from making them money to having your story be secure. And then now you can share on all the different social media types, right? TikTok, no one saw that. I mean, no one saw that really coming. And so every generation is having its own new social media platform. First it was you know, MySpace, and then it's Facebook, and then it's Instagram, and then it's Snapchat, and it's TikTok. In 10, 5 years, there's going to be another one because every generation is going to want their new thing. Well, if you're just sharing your stuff directly to Facebook and Instagram, it's now it's theirs. Where if you have a nice repository for your story of videos, now as times change and platforms change and, and all these the diverse outputs change, you have a repository that you can share to each individual one.
0: Couldn't I just do that with Google Drive? Yeah, great.
1: And the, the, the awesome thing about Google Drive is, um, you know, and when we compete with it, is that, A, it's not guided. So you're not guiding content collection at different events. Two, everybody's using their own devices, and so every device records differently, so different qualities, different um, formats, and things like that. And so parsing through that is difficult, matching that up to be able to do mashups. But the third piece is, is... Um, You know, if if they're watching this, they might get mad me when I say this, but I got married uh, years ago and some of my best friends have still not uploaded to my Google Drive that I set up for the wedding. Mm -hmm. Uh, But no, in all seriousness, it's once the event ends, people sort of scatter to the five winds. And so by being able, uploading that at the point of capture and synchronizing all the different formats so that it can be repurposed is important. Um, because once people leave the event, I mean, they're not—they're not, they're not right. thinking about the event.
0: So I'm—I'm I'm at the event, mm-hmm. and you, uh, the, so the event planner or whoever mm-hmm. it is that you're working with, they give me a sheet of paper or something, mm-hmm. uh, a flyer. Yep. And on that flyer, it says, "Go to this website now." Go to this website. Okay. It's a custom website, right. so because it's based on my right, event. right. So I go to the. I go to that website. It Doesn't have to be an event either, does it? Does it not so have I'll to be an event. I have an idea. Yeah. So you go to the event, and I, I or I go to the I go to the website, and then it says, you know, hey, um, you know, what do you think of Chris? You know, mm-hmm. and so then I can just take my video. Ah, oh, this is great, great guy. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. And then I just upload it, and now it goes to my hub, mm-hmm. right? So I did it. He- I get what you're saying. So it goes to my hub. Or, or your hub, whatever mm-hmm. it is. So the company has the hub, and they have 50 people uploaded videos, but mm-hmm. it didn't automate. So it's another thing is that it controls the messaging too. Mm-hmm. It didn't automatically go. So if I if I have my uh um, we're a big company and our employees are uploading stuff to to um, to these YouTube, different, whatever, yeah, these different whatever, whatever it is on Facebook, and that's what the problem with Facebook Live is. <laughs> That could damage the brand. We're all about right. protecting the brand, shoveling the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. So, th- so this way, y- you encourage them to yes, get this content, share together. away, G- do it. But you, I, I have control over mm-hmm. it. I'm like, oh, you know, he dropped an F bomb there. Probably yeah. not the best thing for our brand. Mm-hmm. You know, but this is really good stuff because it's authentic, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's just real stuff. Yeah, it's whatever that particular event is. So now I get that, and then I can distribute it.
1: On the channels, you know, because like let's say you're a nonprofit and you have um, received a uh, grant Mm -hmm. that is specific for, let's say, education, right? So you want to segment your content based on that grant so that you can keep them informed maybe monthly of, of how things are coming along. And so you could be an organization like some nonprofits here. Who have a hundred different organizations that they support and so right now you have to go hey everybody send me your videos and pictures and it's like my you know it's just impossible and so creating a a a pathway for that each individual organization to send you content that you guide so let's say you have you know you have a presentation coming up and you need to highlight uh, something specific where well, you can put that content request in there people can respond to it now you have the video that you need for that specific event but if you have like a hundred uh, people you know organizations that you're supporting synchronizing that content is impossible and so it's organized as it comes in and and then now you can use it leverage it organize it however you want
0: another thought I have we do a lot of the shovel sidewalk does a lot of recruitment advertising mm-hmm, right. um, It'd be really the idea of an employer brand is the same idea as a regular brand. Brand if you're Mm -hmm. trying to sell something. In this situation, we're trying to sell connections to candidates to get them to apply here. And the way we connect the company or the brand, the employer brand, to the candidates is through the best brand ambassadors, Mm -hmm. which would be current employees. Right. And it'd be really cool. To have current employees just whatever, whatever share, it is. share their days. as long yeah. as there's not private information that can't mm-hmm. be shared, to share some good thoughts, good things, mm-hmm. and then they could just upload it right to the portal, whatever you call it, mm-hmm. and then we can kind of, yeah. that it was really good, organic, that it's was really good, organic. authentic. Balance. And that's what you want to so see, that, right? If you're going to go work yeah, at a place, a you're going to go. Stuff.
1: You're gonna go ask somebody who works there. Yeah. You're gonna say, "What? What do you think exactly, about this yeah. place?" But if you're trying to do that at scale, like if yeah. you're a big organization, you know, I mean, pick one here, mm-hmm. here in Buffalo. Um, it's not quite that simple, right? You have to be very controlled and measured about the messaging. And so, by empowering your brand ambassadors, having that direct line to your brand ambassadors to send you video that you prompt them for. Now it comes to you, and now you can do, you know, like I said, do what you want. I mean, we, we worked with Red Bull or uh, Compass, some other organizations out in San Diego, and they just used it for, like, cool corporate events, mm-hmm. and they basically turned it into, like, a video scavenger hunt. And, oh, my goodness, I'm watching these videos, and I'm like, I want to work at Red Bull. It's amazing. And, like, maybe even Red Bull's not even a great place to work, right? But the videos were of people having fun of doing fun things and like that's their brand that's what they want to show and so empowering them to be able to do that because right now at that event they would have been like okay everybody take videos and upload either a directly to instagram or b after the events upload to dropbox and like nobody would do it it. yeah Yeah, yeah, nobody would do do it
0: Really cool. So did you come up with the idea because of your wedding? Maybe
1: so You're pissed? No yeah, one. no, no, no. So this started way before that. Um, so uh, I was actually in the Army yeah. for eight years. I grew up here in Buffalo, and then I did uh, college at Canisius here in Buffalo, and then I joined the Army for eight years. I was a yeah. platoon leader in Iraq, company commander in Afghanistan. And uh, one of the things that I learned while I was in the military is the power of storytelling, to connect people, right, because... No one tells stories like soldiers. I mean it just I mean there might be some language that maybe is not appropriate all the time but but you get you get what I'm saying and uh, That's just how people connect in this world ever since the beginning of time and when I the, the biggest challenge of getting out of the military is your story changes and the stories that you're used to kind of telling and sharing with people now the context is completely different. If I tell my wife about like a, a traumatic event, it's received much differently and it's a whole different exchange than if I had that conversation with a, another soldier. And um, you, if with another soldier you're laughing about it With when you tell your wife or you tell your, your mother, <laughs> you know, it's a much different sort of conversation. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges that, that uh, military have when they get out. And so I felt very, very disconnected when I got out. And I thought a lot about my grandfather, who fought in World War II, and someone I looked up to when I was a kid, but he passed away when I was young. And, so I, and I don't know anything about him. And I was like, man, what I would give to like have a conversation with him and hear his stories. And so immediately I went to Google And I'm like, are there any apps out there that help you interview elderly family members so you can capture their story, you know, before they have dementia and things like that? And there weren't. And I had a friend of mine, um, uh, Lindsay Macaluso, uh, at the University of Buffalo. And so we built an app that would help you interview elderly, elderly family members. And along the way, we had some nonprofits. My wife works in nonprofits. And they were saying, hey, you know, storytelling is very important to our nonprofit's branding. Can we use this and can we have it, can we guide it so that we can interview docents and donors and volunteers and staff because our story is our most important asset? And uh, I'm like, okay, that's actually a really awesome idea. I didn't think we'd go in that direction, but, but that's awesome. And then the next step was, hey, the best time to capture people's stories is at events. Is everyone's together, they're having fun, maybe a few drinks, and everybody's getting loose. And so, along the way, just by kind of listening to customers um, and building the platform based on what people wanted, we became this storytelling platform for organizations, um, whether it's for events or for just storytelling in general. Um, So, that's how we got there, was really letting the market and letting people tell us what they want, and, and instead of me like the first idea was mine because it was a problem i was solving but after that everything has been customers telling us what they want and then you end up building this really cool platform if you're patient and you test and you listen to customers um it's a lot of fun building something that people like
0: that was loaded uh, there's a lot to talk about yeah probably one <laughs> thing there's a couple of things that resonated with me. Um, before I get into anything, I, I want to thank you for your service. No, thank
1: you. It was a privilege uh, to serve. I, I I cherish those years.
0: you obviously you went through a lot. There was, was a, I read the Bronze Star there. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you obviously you had to go through a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so um, when you, I, I know that you you have a passion for helping others, mm-hmm. no matter what the situation. But veterans. Making that transition. It's huge. Um, I know it was difficult for you, you just told yeah. us that. Yeah. Um, what, well, how, how are you doing? And, and, yeah. and, and how are you doing? Your transition's been, you know. <laughs> I'll tell you I, what, it's all about
1: um, finding your new place of where you fit in. So when you're in the military, right, you have a place. You know your rank, you know your job. People have had that job before you you know and you just have mentors everywhere great examples of leadership everywhere um, but when you get out and the and you're you're now you're thrown into this other world where of course people live normally but like that finding something that you're passionate about um, is is so important and i think a lot of that's why a lot of veterans kind of go towards entrepreneurship is it's something they can make their own and it's something that they can um, you know, be fulfilled by. And a lot of them do like a lot of volunteer work and things like that. They, a lot of veterans kind of get towards that because you're looking for something that makes you feel bigger than just yourself. You know, that's a big piece of the military is like, people think of it as like, oh, you're just, you know, you're a, you're just a grunt or whatever. But the the reality is the real fulfilling part is being a part of a team and a part of something bigger than just yourself and being able to, um so if you go work at like a, a job that you're not fulfilled at and you don't feel like you're part of a bigger something important, um, you know, you you miss that. And so it's hard to get that back, but I'm doing great because I am like a I'm surrounded by great people like family like my father, and mother, you know, and I have friends that are awesome and like they're very supportive of me and trying to figure out where my place is in this world. And uh, it seems like, you know, Storytelling, right? I mean, it's it's core to who we are as human beings, and so being able to help organizations tell their story by leveraging technology, um, you know, what what better thing is there? You know, I mean.
0: So t- t- you know, there's a high suicide rate. Yeah, of, absolutely. Of veterans, you know, say the veteran is, is he, he's he or she is just back. Yeah, you know, what 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 and and they're. Fresh back, yeah. What's what's your advice? Find
1: out what you're passionate about, and have an honest conversation with yourself about what you're passionate about. If because uh, tr- and try to get into that world, right? I mean, the world will not come to you. You have to go out there and get it. Especially in, in the military, you're just on it. You're sort of on a career track, and like if you just hit all the points, you'll you'll kind of move through things. And if you do a good job, but in the regular world, it's you know, you got to go get it. You have to say, "I want to be this in three, four, five years," and 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 you have to go get it. Um, so find out what you're passionate about and try to try to be a part of that. And and like we I know we kind of talked about this earlier, but like if you want to be something, you have to be it. And that sounds like a weird reductive thing, but like you can't just say like, "Oh, I wish that I." volunteered more or I wish that I had a business or like I wish all these things like no you just you, there's no like wishing these it's like Yoda right mm-hmm. <laughs> like you just you do it or you don't do it there's no trying so like for veterans that would be my advice to them is like find out what you're passionate about just go do it people will love people are great you but you have to go out there and do it
0: also veterans are so uniquely qualified Uh, In so many different categories, but Mm -hmm. they're disciplined. Yeah, the soft things. Yeah, All the great soft things.
1: But we are moving towards a world that is increasingly specialized. Mm -hmm. And that's a a challenge, too, is you come out. I was like, oh, I was a commander in Afghanistan. Like, oh, who wouldn't want to hire me? Wrong. Absolutely wrong. So what I realized is like, okay, I have to go get some sort of advanced degree. And so the GI Bill is... The, maybe the most important piece of legislation that's ever been passed in the 20, last century, mm-hmm. the 21st mm-hmm. century. Um, because without that, I mean, I don't know, that's how I started Memory Fox and, like, all these things. And so, yeah, that's a huge piece of it as well, as leveraging the GI Bill and, um, yeah.
0: So the storytelling, you, when you told me, I mean... Talk about, see, you said it's all about storytelling. When you, yeah. when you were in the Army, you guys would talk and mm-hmm. there would be stories. I always say it's. Uh, Only half of them are true. Right, yeah. I get that. Because <laughs> you sit around a campfire, you don't exchange notes, you tell right. stories.
1: We actually you know. think of, the, of Memory Fox as like, I am always think of how to brand it like this way, but like a digital campfire love for it. your organization, right? It. And that's what it is. It's just telling stories around a campfire and then collecting them, you know? So that's, that's, that. that's great. I know. That's it. I think campfire is already uh, copyrighted or whatever. So I, unfortunately, I can't. I'll th- think of something else. Foxfire. Uh,
0: Firefox, Darn. Well, <laughs> we can talk about that. Why can't that be where your brand goes, though? You don't change your name. Yeah. It can be your slogan. It can be the verbiage. It can be the
1: supporting. I tell you, a, f- a you friend are. of mine who is a marketing director, uh-huh. she said, "We were trying to talk. We were talking about branding and things like that." And I was like, "She's like, what is your favorite thing in the whole world to do?" And I was like sit around a campfire with my friends, and have a few beers. Yeah. And she was like, there, there it is. It's, it's campfire. That's, that's your right. favorite thing to do. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. shoot. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really good idea. So, yeah. But that's the journey, right? As right. you're always learning, you always have to be iterating and getting better at your messaging and things like that. So
0: so after, after uh, the armed forces, you did go ahead and uh, over to UB. Mm-hmm. UB School Management, great, yeah, great, great. Which, great. Is, which is great. Um, but you've been working for another, and you did start your business. Yes, but you didn't right. become a full-time entrepreneur. Did not. At the time of this recording, you're like five weeks in. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations! Welcome Thank to you. entrepreneurship.
1: <laughs> and you have a new baby. Yes, and I have a new baby. So it was. Uh,
0: so you quit the gig, and now you're full-time. I'll tell this.
1: you what, though. You know, nothing makes you more motivated than, than having a little little baby. But um, well, the thing is. And, uh, we do, we didn't want to fully commit until the product was ready. Mm. And so when you're iterating, if, if, now if we were out in San Francisco in Silicon Valley and I could raise like 2 million dollars to figure out the product, it'd be a different story. But um, you know, in places where we don't have as much access to capital, you have to you have to be smart and you have to really take your time, learn about your customers, let them tell you what should be in the product. So you start with a base Minimum viable product. That's just this, like you know, this little ball of love, and then you get it out to customers, and it's hard, you know, because they're going to tell you whether or not it really gives them value, and uh, but they'll tell you what would give it value, and and then you build, and then you test, and then you build, and then you test, and you're just iterating, iterating until you get to a point where your original, you know, your champions say, "You got it. This is this is the product." and now you can now you can go out to other customers and then you're going to learn more from those customers and as long as you're you know as long as every day you're getting better and you're building a better product based on customer feedback you'll get there so what i would tell entrepreneurs like don't rush it you rush it you'll fail i mean there's so many there's startups all the time that get like millions and millions of dollars of funding that fail every single day because they start with they start at the end rather than the beginning, which is like a concept, like storytelling, and then leveraging technology to solve a problem for organizations that need to tell their story better. Well, I didn't know that they wanted it to be guided, right? The guided came from customers. The fact that it's that you don't have to download the app, that it's a web app, that came from customers. We originally were gonna build a download app. Well, it turns out at events, nobody's gonna download right. the app. Um, We originally had to provision accounts for everybody, um, which is a huge pain in the butt. Mm -hmm. And so they were like, what what if there was an event code? And then everybody could just log in based on that event code. Oh, boom, it's done. And so these things you learn, they become features. And you know, once you get to a critical mass of these features and synchronize them, now you've got a platform.
0: You you said you're a tech geek, so you can do this stuff, or you have a team? How do you? Oh, I'm
1: a tech geek,
0: but I don't know what I'm doing when it actually (laughs)
1: comes to developing. I I have a fantastic, actually, a developer who is, I mean, just um, uh, John Rich is his name, and he's. uh, Way above what I would have ever expected to be able to get as a small startup. So um, he's amazing, and he is able to take these crazy ideas that I have and these crazy and these insights that we get from customers and kind of parse through it and actually, you know, turn it into action, something that he can build. Uh, without him, I mean, we just wouldn't exist. So it's team, right? Right. It's just right. Right. A team.
0: So what's what's next for you? We're going to wrap it up here in yeah. a minute or so. But what's next for you and the company?
1: Uh, well, we're at the point right now where it's just it's just grow.
0: Yeah,
1: it's just grow that the product is mo- is as done as done can be, yeah. and so now it's we want to we want to create a huge footprint here in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. This is this is where we're passionate about, and so we're trying to make try to get in every nonprofit and event planner, event space, um, you know, to be able to have this be our base, and then be able to grow from there. Um, so that's where we're at. It's just really just finding fits with other organizations throughout Western New York.
0: Well, hopefully this helps you connect with some other people. Absolutely. If they're interested, is it memoryfox. MemoryFox.io? MemoryFox.io. MemoryFox.io for more information, contact information. They reach out to you and, All on and there. you can custom build whatever it is they're, they're, they're looking for. So this is Chris Miano, founder of memoryfox, MemoryFox.io. Uh, That's it for this edition of Sidewalk Talk. You can download all of our Sidewalk Talk podcasts uh, on your podcast platform of choice, whatever, Apple, iTunes, Spotify. You can also watch uh, any of our podcasts by visiting our website, shovelthesidewalk.com. Also, if you or someone you know wants to be a guest on our show because you have a story that needs to be shared, you can let us know by completing a simple form on our website. So thanks again, Chris. Hey, thank you very much. I Excellent. appreciate it. Excellent story. This is story. fantastic. Real interesting. Congratulations on the baby. Congratulations on entrepreneurship. Yeah. Uh, you're great for Western New York. We're, we're, we're glad to have
1: you here. Thank you for putting this together. This Absolutely. is awesome. Storytelling is, is it's what we do. It's the core yeah. human action. It's what connects us and binds us. So, so thank you for putting this all together and continuing to do this. Oh man,
0: it's great. We, we, we speak the same language. So that's, that's fun. Um, Thanks again for uh, listening. That's it for this edition of Sidewalk Talk. Uh, Thanks also for participating. I'm Steve Fortunato, and this has been Sidewalk Talk.